So I believe that every single one of us is part of a bigger plan that God has for us as he's doing his work on this planet. You know, the symbol of Christianity is obviously the cross. The cross, the, you know, this, this, this horizontal beam that is then overlaid by this vertical beam. And someone once said that as pastors and I guess as Christians, part of our mandate, part of our job, it is to help people understand that their horizontal lives has eternal perspective. That there is an eternal side to what we do in our day-to-day living. That what we, how we live our lives, it actually matters. Or like, like the gladiator said, what we do in life echoes through all eternity. That what we do in our finances, what we do in our marriages, what we do with our words, what we do with our friends, all of it has eternal perspective. All of it has eternal value. You know, that we can do something with our lives. Not only does your life matter, you matter. You matter. As an individual, you matter. But on top of that, we've got to understand that Jesus is building something through you. Through you. Through you and me. That God is using every single one of us to build something on this planet. And Jesus said that he is building his church. His house, like a lighthouse for this world, like a place where people can find hope and find home and find healing, that God is building His house. He's building Himself a home where we can open up the doors and invite people in. And as we heard so beautifully before, He invites every single one of us to partake and to be part of this. You know, Jesus said, Matthew 16, 18, He says, I will build my church. Isn't that amazing? He didn't say, you will build my church. He said, no, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not overcome it. I will build my church. Isn't it amazing to see and understand and realize that we are co-workers with Jesus? That we're actually part of building this very thing he said he would build. He didn't say, just leave it with us. And then, you know, you guys, you will build it and then I'll come back. No, no, I will build my church, and then he invites us to be part of this. He invites every single, this is not just for the pastors or some professionals. This is not just for a few people. No, he invites all of us, anyone, whosoever, can be part of building his house on this planet. But this is what's amazing, and I want to take a moment and just talk a little bit about building the church and building what God builds, because when he does something through us, It's not just what he does through us, it's what that through us does in us. Because this work he invites us to do is unlike any other work that you do. You see, building a local church doesn't just build a local church. It does more, it builds something in us in the process. It builds us. Serving in church, whether you serve on drums or on light or sound or making a cup of coffee or looking after the kids or opening a door, setting out a chair. It's not just what we do that matters. It's not just I did that or I preached this or I played that. It's not just what we produce. That is work in general. In this world, that's how work works. I produced that, I built that, I made that and I can walk away from it. That's not how it works when it comes to what God, he gets us to be part of. What he does is what he's doing in us in the process. Think about it. When he says, love your neighbor, 
It's not just about loving your neighbor. It's also about dealing with selfishness inside of us. We are changed in the process. When God says, forgive those who hurt you, it's not just about forgiving them. It's about setting us free. There is a process that takes place in us. When he talks to to us about generosity, it's not just about being generous and someone else can enjoy my generosity. No, it's dealing with greed inside of me. Everything he does through us, he's also doing in us. This is what happens every time God, he does anything through our lives. What God does through us is as much about what he wants to do inside of us. Because nothing can come through our lives without rubbing off on our lives. And today's a special day. At the end of of, of this message, of these thoughts, I am going to give everyone an opportunity to be part of this year's Half of the House through generosity. And, you know, why we do this, um, I mean, for lack of better words, these fundraising Sundays once a year, um, you know, it's, it's very simple because it's to take the church forward. Yeah, I mean, if you think about the word provision, pro-vision, pro-forward, for something, pro-something, I'm pro-vision, provision. It's provision for the vision. It's to take the vision forward. But I want to just share, I've only got a few minutes. I want to just share just for a few minutes just a thought about this scripture that we have based this whole year's half of the house on because this is about more than just half of the house. It's about your life. It's about our lives. It's about our lives being part of something bigger. So just read, just read this with me in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19. It says this. It's plain enough, isn't it? You are no longer wandering exiles. This kingdom of faith is now your home country. You're no longer strangers or outsiders. You belong here with as much right to the name Christian as anyone. God is building a home. He's using us all, irrespective of how we got here, in what he is building. He used the apostles and the prophets for the foundation, and now he's using you, fitting you in brick by brick, stone by stone, with Christ Jesus as the cornerstone that holds all the parts together. We see it taking shape day after day, a holy temple built by God. All of us built into it a temple in which God in which God is quite at home. You see, the Bible describes each of us as a brick. Each of us a brick that he is using to build this amazing thing called church. And if you will, I just wanna take just a few minutes and speak a little bit about the life of a brick. Sounds like an ad for Lego, but it's not. But the life of, because the life of a brick is pretty, it's pretty odd. And there's three things that I think you got to embrace if you want to be a good brick. Because all of us are called to be bricks. All of us. Just look at the person next to you and say, you're a nice brick. You're a good-looking brick. You are a good-looking brick. And we all come in different shapes and sizes. But we all called to be bricks in the house of God. So how do you be a good brick? Well, number one, a brick has to embrace anonymity. A brick has to embrace anonymity. When you, if you look at the great cathedrals and buildings around the world, if you go to the Sydney Opera House or if you go to Sagrada Familia in Barcelona, you know, you look at this beautiful cathedral, you don't go up to that building and go, wow, look at that brick. 
You don't go up close and go, that's my good, that's it. that brick. That's a nice brick. Look at that boulder. That's a nice boulder. No, you don't go and look at that one brick and go, that's the brick. No, what you do is that you take a step back and you go all the way back till you can see no more bricks and you see the hole. You see, every brick has to embrace anonymity. We live in a world of light, camera, action. We live in a world of me and my. Do people know my name, my brand? Are they following me? Do they know me? What can I get out of this? What, what is it in it for me? But God decides to build something with your life. But what he's building in your life is only possible if we can move past the question of who will get the credit. Oh, the things we could build as people if we would just not worry about who got the credit. But it's like, that's my brick. You know, that's me, that's me that's holding that wall together. No, embracing anonymity. In the New Testament, they almost had the opposite problem. You know, Paul, Apollos, you know, they would come into cities and God would do great things through them and to the point where the, the Gentiles would, would worship Paul, thinking Paul was, the, Paul was everything, and, and, and Paul's trying to remind them, I'm just a brick in the wall. I'm just a brick in the building. And he wrote to the church in Corinth, in 1 Corinthians 3, 5, he says, what, after all, is Apollos? And who is Paul? We are servants only through whom you came to believe, as the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed, Apollos watered, but God as the one who's making it grow. So neither the one who plants or the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one job, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. For we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, His building. And by the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder, and someone else is building on it. But each one should build with care. It says, by the grace God has given me. Stay in your lane. Stay in your zone. Stay in your grace. Stay in your place in the wall and embrace anonymity. The second thing a brick has to embrace is longevity. You see, you're not a good brick. I'm not a good brick if I'm like, I don't want to be here. I want to be over here. Or I don't even want to be here anymore. You know, if, if you cannot just embrace, if I cannot embrace longevity, I'm not going to be a useful brick. On the 19th of March, 1882, they started the work on Sagrada Familia. That is 139 years ago. And when they built this building, the chief architect, Gaudi, he knew I am not going to see the end of this building. Neither will my kids or grandkids. I am building this for the generations. Before Corona, they said it might be finished in 2026, but they said it might have been delayed now due to Corona. But I mean, they were thinking long-term. Even when someone broke in and vandalized part of the building and they burnt the original papers and they destroyed some of the models of what it's gonna look like, they spent 16 years just restoring the drawings. 
There was no short-term, quick-fix, get-rich-quick scheme thinking in any of this. How many of us, we get frustrated when something doesn't seem to be growing within a month, when something doesn't seem to be taking off, and it's like, what have I done wrong? I've said it before, but can I please say it again? God doesn't call us to be successful. God calls us to be faithful. He calls us to be faithful and saying, you know what? God's called me to be a brick in the wall and I'll be a brick in the wall. I cannot really see the big picture, but I'm here and I'm not going anywhere. I'm embracing longevity, embracing the long game. What if the things that God wants to build through your life is not for your benefit? What if it's for your kids or your grandkids? What, what if the wealth you're building in your life is for your grandkids to enjoy? What if the career you're building is for your great-grandkids to enjoy? The question is, can we build for the future? Can we give into something not materialized yet? At Heart for the House today, we are unfortunately not putting up a picture of a building that we're giving to. We're not, we don't have a picture of a building. We're saying, hey, we're buying this building or we're building this building. I wish we did, but we, we don't. We don't have that. We don't, we don't have a bill. We're saying, hey, we need this bill covered. We don't have anything material that you, we can point at and say, this is what we are giving to. What we are, though, is that we're holding up a dream. We're holding up a vision. We're holding up a potential future and say, could it be that we could build this kind of a church? Could it be that we can expand and build in strength that our kids and our grandkids and those who are yet not here and our friends and our colleagues and our friends that still don't believe and they're not here yet. We are building for those that are not in the seats yet. That's what we're giving to. Like Gaudi, the chief architect would go out and get people to give into a building that he knew wouldn't be done in their lifetime. So we're building and we're giving into a dream. Yes, we are giving into partnerships and there's a folder on your seat or you got given it on the way in that talks about some of the partnerships that we are partnering with. And out of the half of the house, we always make sure that we give to the different partnerships. A21, Preemptive Love, uh, Vision Rescue, uh, Africa Foundation. You know, there's some partnerships, but then majority of it is giving into the future of our church. We embrace anonymity, we embrace longevity, and the last thing the brick has to embrace is unity, is embracing unity. You see, if one brick wants to do his own thing, if one brick just says, well, I don't want to be over here, I want to be over here. You know, a brick just kind of like, I don't want to be around anymore. It's amazing what value a brick has. I mean, it, it works both ways. You know, a brick adds value to the whole, but the whole adds value to the brick. I mean, if I was going to sell this brick, you know, if I was going to put this online after today on DBA, okay, I was going to put this online and say, I'm selling a red brick. I don't know how much I would get for it. Maybe, a, I mean, they might go, whoa, was that the brick used at half of the house? Whoa, did Thomas preach with that? Whoa, you know, I might scrape in two kroner, you know? Might scrape in a whopping five kroner. But what if I was to take a brick out of the Berlin Wall and sell it? Suddenly, it's different value. Why is that? Same material. Maybe even the one from the Berlin Wall might even be worse condition. Might even have graffiti on it. 
might be chipped off, broken a few places, yet it has intrinsically more value. Why is that? Because of what it was part of. Because the one gets value from the whole. Because the whole adds value to the one, just like the one adds value to the whole. It's a partnership. It goes both ways. As a church, we're about the one. But as an individual, I'm about the whole. And that is the partnership of a local church, that we understand that we exist for the one, but we also understand that the one exists for the many. And if we can all be in this partnership of mutual beneficial partnership, it's amazing to see what God can do. That's why I'm unashamed asking people to be part of serving in church. Whether you serve with your time or your talent or the treasure, I'm unashamed about it because I understand the impact it has on the many. But at the same time, I understand what it will do in you, in you, in serving, in you, in putting something bigger than you first, in you as you show an example to your kids of getting up and serving and when I feel like it, when I don't feel like it, of of putting other people first and and serving the kingdom of God is doing something in me as God is shaping my character through service. It's doing something in you, which is why I'm unashamed about asking and talking to my friends and to people in my world about, come on, what will your part be? Where do you fit in this building? What kind of brick are you? Say, I wonder what's in your hand to build with today. What's in your hand? Not just today through half of the house. Obviously, we are talking about half of the house, but also beyond half of the house. What is in your hand to build with? For some of you, it might be time. You might have time. Time is such a valuable asset. You might have time. Say, hey, I can give. I can, I can give time. I can, I can serve. I got a smile. That's a great brick. We need smiling bricks. Just one. Just please give me one smiling brick. There you go. We need smiling bricks on the front doors. You might say, well, I can, I can give time to make coffee. We need you. Definitely. You know, kids ministry, photographer, you know, you might have time. You might have a talent. Musician, photographer, video editing. You might have an amazing talent. A lawyer, an accountant. You, you might have an amazing talent. What is in your hand? And then obviously, treasure, finances, generosity. It's a brick that we have in our hand that we call to steward. 